Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Good morning. I'm here with uh, my dear friend of, of many, many years, Andy Hines. And he's got uh, colorful... Uh, well, Uganda, it's from, from Africa. From Uganda. From Uganda. Absolutely. And, uh, and Andy, I was going to ask you something. Uh, when God visited his people through Moses, and they're about to move out of uh, Egypt, the tabernacle of Moses was already erected in place. And there were... Uh, uh, there were... Uh, Verse, verse uh, 7, 5 of Numbers talks about uh, they were ready to move. Go to chapter 7 of Numbers. Yeah. And uh, verse, in verse 5, uh, which is I'm having difficulty. Here you go. Here you go. Take it to them that they may uh, be to do the service of the tabernacle congregation and you shall give them unto the Levites. And of course, you know, and Moses took the wagons and the oxen and gave them unto the Levites two wagons and four oxen he gave unto the sons of Gershon. Four wagons. All of these wagons were ready uh, as the people of God about to leave Egypt. There were seven wagons just to carry the tabernacle. Dismantle it and put it together. And, and take it to them. And if you look at your Bible, it was a, a, an unbelievable journey. You know, you, you, you move out of Egypt into a... Uh, 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 you, 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 you're in Ramesses. You come down to Sukkoth, the way of the shore. Down, all the way down to the tip of the Sinai Peninsula. You have the Mount of uh, Mount Sinai experience receiving the law, and then they come to uh, the King's Highway and cross the tip of the uh, Red Red Sea. The waters opened, and what a wonderful experience was as the water waters opened. And the people of God passed through. And so, in, in completing that psalm, in working that psalm, Psalm 68, David then begins to share this with us. And that's what I like to do, is to read Psalm 68 today, because David is recollecting the experience of crossing the Red Sea. Now, there were three million people. There was a lot of people. And as he crosses the Red Sea, uh, their feet dry without any uh, anything being lost. There were seven wagons carrying the tabernacle of Moses. And we shared that God gave instructions, specific instructions, to three actual building projects. The one was was the Ark of, Mo of Noah. The, the, the first was the Tabernacle of Moses, the Ark of Noah in progressive order. And the third was the Temple of Solomon. 
And so God must have uh, had a special place for the tabernacle of Moses, who in the desert, in Egypt, under captivity, was the, the hope of the people of God, because God was with them day and night as they struggled and, uh, and, and tried to, to live under oppression of the, of the, of the Egyptians. And so, look at uh, Psalm 68. Would you, would you read for us? Yes. Psalm 68. You want me to read the whole psalm? No, just one verse and we comment. <clears throat> let God arise and let his enemies be scattered, and let them also that hate him flee before him. So, in this verse, there are movement in everything that it says. For instance, let God arise, first movement. Let his enemies be scattered, second movement. Let them also who hate him flee, much more larger than scattered. Flee means run from him. And so as the presence of God comes into a place, there are three things I want to remind you of. God arises, the enemy scatters, and those who hate him flee. So as you begin to prepare for this coming summer, as you see what's going to happen in the political arena in America, as you see all that is about to pass take place in terms of abortion, keep that in mind. God will arise. The enemies will scatter. And those who hate will flee. Now, you probably say, how that, uh, how that uh, works out, Andy? Well, um as we see everything, the pressures that's being put on us uh, politically and socially and with all of the extreme pressures that are going on, you have to be able to go back to God's Word and say, this is what God said would happen. I'm going to hang on that. Yes. I've got to hang on that because if you, if you go to like uh, Psalm 11.3 says, when the foundations are destroyed, what are the righteous to do? Well, then he gives you instructions how to rely on God. And so as we look around, we can see foundations of the, of the things that we grew up with, the things that we, that we thought were sacrosanct. We find out that the government can change them in a heartbeat. So that, that's, what, that's what I would say. As I watch these things, as we watch the, the political environment and the social environment, if I, I have to hang on what God said and believe, Father, this is what you said would happen. Your enemies will be scattered, and let those that hate you flee. Okay, now Numbers 10, 35. Because you see, the people of God is about to leave Egypt. Numbers 10, 35. Okay. The people of God is about to leave Egypt. <clears throat> and Numbers 10, 35 <clears throat> takes us back to that movement. Go ahead, go ahead. And it came to pass... When the ark set forward, that Moses said, Rise up, Lord, and let your enemies be scattered, and let them that hate you flee before you. Now, a little earlier than that, verse 34 says, The cloud of the Lord was upon them by day, and when they went out out of the camp. So they, they, they journeyed the entire nearly three million people. Under the shadow of the cloud. 
We are the ones who trust God. We're the ones calling out to the Lord. We're the ones who are prophesying, speaking forth that the enemy shall flee. And we need to continue because there's a cloud over us. I'm not alone here. You know, I was thinking about John and Jason this morning as they left the part known yesterday in Athens, Greece, and they're beginning now to head uh, this morning to Ishmir, Turkey, to begin the research on the seven churches. There's a cloud over them. There's a cloud over you. There's a cloud over your business, your family, your children. And, uh, and I have to continue to speak. Let me tell you, the devil wants to destroy and rob and steal everything that we have. And, and I have to keep myself on my knees asking God to not let that happen. Because America is going through a time where they don't want the cloud anymore. And so look at, uh, look at verse, uh, verse 32. Well, I can go back into a little bit, a little less than that. If you look at verse 14 of chapter, Numbers chapter 10, is the order to march. Now, on 35, this is where we are. It says, it came to pass when the ark was set forward. What do you mean by that? Well, um, as soon as the ark started to make its move, that's what he's talking about. Yes. In other words, the ark is ahead of them. They, they, they interpret the ark as the presence of God. So how today, as we begin this morning, can we set forth the ark? Well, the Spirit of God lives within us. Yes. We are, it's we not are, inside of a box anymore. We are the ark. Yes, we are the ark. The voice of God, the presence of God is upon us. And we are the ones who can say, let's move forward. It's talking to us. Listen, folks, this is time to, to, to move forward. To, you know, we're going to Brazil in the next few days. There are 35 people, 37, the group is composed of 37 people. And we're going into an area where the devil has tried to do everything to destroy the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you'll be taking 37 arcs. You'll yes, 30, 27, arcs. I'm sorry, 27. 27 arcs. 27 arcs, meaning I have to convince the 30, 27 people that the presence of God is in them despite of what they're struggling, what the, they're, they're debating, they're, they're having a pain or agony in the problems of their lives. And so, in the first place, went to the standard of the camp of the children of Judah according to their armies, and over his host was Nashon, the son of Binadab. It's First Corinthians 10, 6, and 7, because above the ark, way above, before the, after the ark was set forward, the praise continued. Go into First Corinthians 10, 6, and 7. Now these things, <coughs> excuse me, were our example to the intent we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted, and neither be idolaters, as were some of them, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. That's 1 Corinthians? 1 Corinthians 10. 10. Verse 6 and 7. Yes, sir. Okay. So means everything should begin by praise and worship. Okay, let me, let me go to 1 Corinthians 6 and 7. 
And see if we can see what he's saying. First Corinthians six. Okay. First Corinthians six. Okay. First Corinthians chapter ten. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Chapter ten. Amen. Yep. Let's stop you because I want to. I want you to see what comes after the ark. Okay. Chapter ten. Okay. Now these things were our examples. To the intent we should not lust after evil, as they also lusted. Neither be idolaters, as were some of them. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink, and rose to play. Meaning, you can't do that if you're going to praise the Lord. Praise comes after the presence of God. And so, over, over the host of the tribe of the children of Isaacar and Nathaniel, the son of Zur, and over the host of the tribe of the children of Zebulon, was Eliab, the son of Elon. And the tabernacle was taken down, and the sons of Gershon, the sons of Merara, bearing the tabernacle. The general structure, the apparatus, where the worship took place was packed with six wagons for that purpose. Meaning, you have an order here balanced. You have the ark set forward, the praise and worship, not to drink and eat at that particular moment and to spend your time, uh, uh, but worship, doing worship as you move forward. And then the seven wagons, the six wagons carrying the temple, carrying the, the tabernacle of Moses. That's what I'm calling your attention. That there was an order in the mind of God on how to move. It, it still continues, okay? And the Korotites set forward, bearing the sanctuary. They're carrying those six wagons, the, the tabernacle of Moses. And the others did set up the tabernacle against, against they came. So the, 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 the Korotites could not set up the sacred vessels of, in which they were in charge until the tabernacle was erected, of which Gershon and Miriades were in charge. Meaning, the families of the, the people of God begin to move in a certain order. Now, they're moving now uh, a tabernacle in, in six wagons following the ark. And before the ark was praise and worship. And so, you have a sense that there is a certain order. Okay? A certain order. Let's continue. Let's continue on, uh, on Psalm 68. Uh, As smoke is driven away, so drive them away, as wax melts before the fire, so let the wicked perish in the presence of the Lord. So the presence of God is symbolized on the ark. And then the praise and worship. And then the tabernacle, the sanctuary of Moses, in six wagons, right behind, following in a trip that will take months to perform. The presence of God, He represented by the ark, is the key of all things. So, in, in when we're facing the issues that we're facing in the country, and this is a good example of that, I, I, you look and you see that there's all kinds of strife and, and discord, and there's, there's um, uh, just a, 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 a lot of turmoil going on. You could read verse 2 in the last part of it, so let the wicked perish at the presence of God. That's God's. That's what God said would happen 
when he gets on the scene. So it's our responsibility as to pray and to invite his presence in so that he can stop this stuff. We can't. Yes, yes. Now, in the midst of this turmoil that you're going to experience in the next six months to a year, now, Roe versus Wade will be actually brought down to the states. And each state will have to vote. What is the Word of God saying to us today that are watching television and seeing the disruption, the yelling, the screaming, the killing, uh, the police against demonstrators, and this, the, the chaos that's about to hit America? What is verse, what is verse 3 says to us? But let the righteous... Be glad and let them rejoice before God. Yeah, let them exceedingly rejoice. The righteous have no need to fear of Satan, providing that the presence of God is present. Let me say again, you must, we must realize that Christ is always the source. The cross is always the means. We have a Savior who conquered death, is at the right hand of God, and He's the one in charge. Don't, 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 don't lose perspective here. It's like my dad said, though, when, when you're up to your neck in alligators, it's hard to remember the original idea was to drain the swamp. We're looking at all of these things going on, and with all the stuff going around you, uh, it takes... You know, being transformed by the renewing of our minds so that we can keep this right in front of okay. us. Okay. Now, these are suggestions as you follow and look at your life. Look at uh, verse 4. You're talking about a battle. Thousands of people are protesting. Thousands of people are going into the Supreme Court judges in their homes. And that's going to be a lot of throwing, a lot of... Breaking of the law, a lot of you're going to see, you're going to see the mouth and the ears of the most rebellious people in the face of the earth coming out of Hollywood, coming coming out of New York City. You're going to see where there is no respect for the presence of God. Men and women that will be raging, and the idea is, oh, let's just vote to have abortion. Don't do that. You cannot in no shape or form lose your perspective in the middle of the battle. So first thing, verse 4, sing unto the Lord, sing praises to His name. Now, I have a hotel church in Atlanta. It's a little church, a little hotel Bible study. Not many people come, 10, 15, 20, 30. And what I'm saying to you, we rejoice and we sing in the middle of the battle. We're not going to be defeated. Why? Because the presence of the Lord is set before us. The praise and worship is set before us. The second six wagons which sets the church into formation to be a blessing to the nation is right before us. Sing to the Lord. Sing praise to His. Exalt Him who rides upon the heavens by His name Yahweh and rejoice before Him. Now, according to the, to the Psalms here, spirit-anointed music is the highest form of praise there is. Spirit-anointed music is the highest form of praise that there is. Yahweh is the abbreviation of Jehovah, the self-existing one. He who is and was and is to come. This is the whole only place in the Bible 
that his name is used in this fashion. And the Lord is saying to you and I this morning, don't you be afraid of channel this and channel that and channel this and just stand firm and sing and worship. That's what you're supposed to do. Don't just call somebody else and be angry about anything, but worship. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we have the victory. Rejoice. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Satan will have to flee when we stand in the name of Jesus. (laughs) I'm about to just dance. Why am I dancing? It's because my God is right in the clouds. You've got to believe this. You've got to exercise this. Don't sit there and watch TV and drink cold milk like somehow everything is going to dogs. And everything. You know, you can hear the good old boys, I'm not going to church anymore. You know, it's just we can't do nothing. They're coming to burn us up and they're coming to our service and disrupt everything. Read verse 8. It's the end result of what you're talking about. Verse 8. The earth shook. The heavens also dropped at the presence of God. Even Sinai itself was moved at the presence of God, the God of Israel. And he did. Earthquakes shook shook all over that mountain when the law was given. Now, that, if you hold on to that scripture, you can go to the book of Acts, chapter 4, and see that after John and James had, or John and Peter, I mean, had... uh, healed this guy and they threw him in jail and they were yelling at him. They came out and they asked God for boldness and in verse um, chapter 4 verse 29 I believe it is. Right here, right here. And the Lord behold their threatenings and grant unto your servant with all boldness you may speak your word by stretching forth your hand to heal. And look what happened. And when they prayed the place was shaken and they were assembled together. That's what happened right here. And I will fill with the Holy Spirit. So what I'm saying is, in my answer to you in the day when you are struggling to understand culture, you know, do you know that at this very moment, schools are teaching our children that you don't have to be a boy. You can be a girl. Maybe not happy with the way you are. Be a girl. Gender is being taught in school and providing our children with this type of thinking. Look, 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 look. How do you do in the face of that? You begin to battle in the spiritual realm. <coughs> you begin to sing. You begin to rejoice. You begin to say, God, I believe that you are going to be on my side. Deliver. You right now, look at, look at the, the Lord says this. Look at, look at, at verse, uh, look at verse 5. A father of the fatherless and a judge of the widows is God in his holy habitation. Now, what is then the strategy? It's coming on verse 6 of Psalm 68. What is the strategy on how to work in families and deal with the situation? How do you do it? Look, there are millions of Holy Spirit Christians in America. There are millions Even the liberal United Methodist Church at this very moment is trying to open the door 
for, for self-expression. You know, it's kind of funny. For 40 years, they just kicked me and harassed me because I had self-expression. And now they want to bring self-expression. Let me tell you this. There's no self-expression that will do anything but destroy. If you are yourself changing what the cross can do for you. God sets the solitary in families. That's our strategy. What do you mean, set the solitary in families? Well, that's part of what the church is to do, the family of God that brings people together and puts them in, uh, and, and they get together as a group and they rely not necessarily on the earthly family relationship, but the heavenly family relationship. Yes. Uh, Cindy's my sister, so's Emily, and yes. you're my brother. In other words, in one family, there's got to be one person that will bring that family to God. The word solitary here means singular or one. In the Hebrew, the word is yashid, which means that one will unite. God oftentimes has one person in a family who is serving God. Consequently, uh, salvation of the entire family is dependent upon that one person. Instead of being bothered about what's going to happen with Roe versus Wade, no, it's already happened, folks. It's already happened. In other words, the word is out there. It won't be months before Roe versus Wade, which is, needs to be done. Because uh, I'm a voter, and I don't, have the, I don't have my opinion heard. Let me vote. Let me vote. If voting is what I need tomorrow, I'm going to vote here in Georgia. You go vote where you are. The vote is our, our precious gift. And as, and as uh, let me vote on abortion. Let me give my personal opinion. It's been 40 years I've been hearing <coughs> about children being aborted at, at, the, at the age of eight and a half months, nine months, killing those precious children. So now let me vote. I want to vote. I have the right to vote. And, and so uh, how do you debate on this? Well, I'm bringing my family to God. I have a family in New York and two families in Georgia. I'm, I'm, I'm praying for them. I'm asking them to consider the gospel of Jesus Christ. Be filled and baptized with the Holy Spirit. That's what I teach my family, to win, overcome Satan. I'm, I'm teaching. Uh, you probably say, Rick, but you're too much. You haven't seen nothing yet. In other words, I'm kamikaze completely done forever. And I don't play on the fence. I don't play on the fence. I'm 100% on it. Unless Satan will bite me and kill me. But look, I will bring my vote. So families all over America can begin to ta- teach their children and vote. If they, if they teach the children that, uh, that they are actually not a boy but a girl, I'll teach them to feel receive Jesus Christ as the, my Lord and Savior and be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And that's just, this, the whole abortion thing is an attack on the families. It's just one of the most it is. serious attacks on the family. Look at verse 7. Oh God, when you went forth before your people. I mean, when you went forth means the ark sets ahead, the presence of God, the worship of God, and the tabernacle behind six wagons loaded with things. That's an order. When the people of God march, the church is critically important. 
critically important. That's why pastors need to define themselves as to who they are. You know, when you begin to preach in order to appease, when you begin to preach in order to get money, when you begin to preach in order to please others, God leaves the building. The presence of God is in the temple. And the temple is uncompromising. The presence of God is uncompromising. We do not compromise the gospel for no one. We do not compromise the gospel for no one. And so when you did march through the wilderness, David recalls the wilderness experience and saying, when they're marching, coming down from the north of the Sinai Peninsula all the way to the bottom tip of where Mount Sinai is, and God gave the law, and from then they moved forward to cross the Red Sea. That great journey all the way to Jericho. The earth shook, the heavens also dropped at the presence of God. Even Sinai itself was moved at the presence of God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Andy. How about verse 9, Andy? Thou God, O God, did send a plentiful rain, whereby thou didst confirm thine inheritance when it was weary. In other words, manna and quail is the rain here. Upon Israel from heaven, in the water which flowed from them out of the smitten rock. You know, you're talking about constant presence. How do I feel about 52 years, 55 years of preaching the gospel? I'm provided for. Saints all over this nation provides for us. The quail provides the manna. Nothing misses in this ministry. Nothing is behind this ministry. There's no credit card in this ministry. It's not paid in 30 days. In other words, God is our provider, our sufficiency. He is with us. He is blessing us and, uh, and uh, forgiving our sins. Oh, God, thank you, Jesus, for forgiving my sins. So how about you? How are you feeling this morning? How are you feeling this morning, Andy, about looking at this these, these seven, six wagons coming down uh, to Mount Sinai. I'm ready to vote. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to vote. Thank you, Jesus. You, O oh God, did send plentiful rain, whereby you did confirm your inheritance when it was weary. Quail, bread, and water. The Lord gave the word. Great was the company of those who published it. The word here is spoken when the law is given in Mount Sinai. It has been published ever since. What was spoken in Mount Sinai is being published all over the world. Copy at this very moment in the billions and billions and billions of pages. Nobody can stop the word of God. Kings of armies did flee apace. And she was tarried at home, divided the spoils. In other words, the conquest of the promised land by Joshua. More so, even the previous verses of, speaks of the coming of the Lord at the battle of Armageddon. The Antichrist will attempt to flee. Israel will then divide the spoils. The prophet Zechariah says, The wealth of all the heathen round about shall be gathered together. Zechariah 14, 14. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. What is verse 13 says? Though you have lain among the pots, yet shall you be as the wings of a dove covered with silver and her feathers with yellow gold. 
The idea here is that Israel, who had been in, in slavery in Egypt, would come forth as a beautiful dove covered with silver and with feathers tipped of gold. Yes, they will. They will. The greatest fulfillment will be at the millennial reign in, in, her, in her future restoration of Israel as the head of all nations. This thrown away pot that we're talking about here will come to Jesus and be saved and will finally realize her place and position, but only in Christ, only in Jesus Christ. Verse 14. When the Almighty scattered kings in it, it was white as snow in Solomon. The sense of this terminology here, even as he speaks of Israel's victories under Joshua, even more so pertain to the Lord dispersing the armies of Israel's armies during the Battle of Armageddon. Because all the nations of Armageddon will be at the Jezreel Valley. And Israel will be diminished into a, a small group, the remnant. Israel, the city of, of, of Jerusalem, is divided into four areas. And there's a Jewish area, the Jewish sector. They will be there. Jesus will come from the clouds of glory with all his saints and will come into <coughs> the golden gate and move inside and the earth will split to the left and to the right. The, 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 the right hand of God will split the earth all the way to the, to the Dead Sea. You know, the Dead Sea is going to be covered by the hand of God. There will be, be no more Red Sea. It will, it will change all the way things look. And he will come in and Israel, the remnant, will be kneeling down. As the glory of Jesus Christ stands on a horse. And millions and millions of angels of God. <laughs> you're, talking about, you're talking about great angels of power standing aside of the Lord. The clouds of glory will be overwhelming. And the Lord simply <laughs> blow his mouth and the Jezreel Valley will be transformed into so much blood that will come up to the horse's bridle. That's, that's Zechariah 14, 14. Um, hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Thank you, Jesus. What do you think about that? I'm ready to vote. I'm ready to go and <laughs> trust God. Amen. <laughs> so good to talk to you. Now, remember, remember, I want you to remember this. The Lord God Almighty reigns and rules over the circle of the earth. And nobody can say nothing about that. Bye-bye.